0: This is Foolish Adventure, episode 39, How to Overcome the Things That Are Holding You Back. Welcome to another episode of Foolish Adventure. I'm Izzy Hyman, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and partner and mentor and free consultant, Tim (laughs) Conley. Hello, Tim. What's up, Izzy? What's up? Oh, that was really, you kept that cool and reserved. I like how you internalized the sup on that one. That was cool. Today, we're going to talk about Specifically to those of you who are you've already started a business, but you're not to where you want to be yet. What are some things that might be holding you back, and how you can overcome them? So, doesn't that sound valuable?
1: Yeah, I would also say for those who are uh, who have been working at a business and are not successful, I, I, I'll I'll give it that. Like okay, you're, you are actually not successful, and maybe even actually failing. Yeah, oh. you know, that that you're not doing what you need. Uh, you're not even getting close to not. You're, you're not even getting close to your goals. You're like very far from them. Okay, you know. So people who are maybe even failing at turning whatever they're doing into an actual
0: business. Wow. So we're, what we're going to do today is share ideas that we we believe are common. Reasons why somebody might be not getting the results they want, or failing, or not getting near their goals, or accomplishing their goals, or or maybe they're accomplishing their goals but they're not getting as high as they really want. You know, in other words, it's all the same. Whether somebody's failing, these reasons it, are going to be universal. Yes. You know, if somebody's failing, or if they're just kind of not getting there, or whatever. So right. we have several reasons, and uh, this is this is awesome because Tim, you've got this perspective of having looked at all kinds of different companies and seen the same things happen over and over and over again in people's businesses. Yeah.
1: Whether, whether it's a lumber company or a software company, a lot of times it's the same things, uh, that, that are, not working in the company.
0: Now, it's very important that we don't just talk about what it is that's preventing somebody from being successful, but also some ideas to help overcome that. Some right. some, some ideas, right? But a
1: lot of times, some people don't even know that that, that problem even exists. Right. So We're going to talk about that. Even identifying it.
0: Yes. Oh.
1: oh, did I jump ahead? Yes,
0: you jumped ahead. I had that written down. I didn't even tell you. <laughs> I was going to, you jumped ahead. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. okay? We'll All talk right. about that. But But, uh, okay. So, you know, also this, I think would be beneficial to somebody who's just starting their online business. In other words, and they haven't even really, they're just starting. So these are things to watch out for in the future. Maybe you're not there yet to where these are problems, but you can know about them. You can, you have an awareness and you know how to overcome them or you know how to deal with them before they come up. So that's very valuable too.
1: Right. But we're, we're really targeting people who are Right. who are actually doing something but not getting the
0: results. I'm just trying far. to prevent somebody from hitting stop and going, this one's not for me. I'm just barely yeah. starting a business. So listen in. It'll be, it'll be you, you'll be happy you did. Okay. So number one thing that could be, be preventing somebody from being successful. And by the way, not in order of importance, just order of how uh, we thought how, of them. How, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but actually, I would say this, in this particular case, it probably is. You're not working hard enough.
0: OK, now, as Gary Vaynerchuk says, work your face off Work your face off, which I just love. He also calls it hustle a lot, yeah. you know, and the reason why I've got Gary Vaynerchuk on the mind right now is because I'm reading his book called Crush It right now. I'm most of the way through it. This is my first time ever reading it. Uh, and it's awesome. I highly recommend everybody read it. Yeah, it's a it's, very it's, good book. It's
1: a really short book too. So yeah. you can get through it pretty fast.
0: Yeah. 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 So anyway, he calls, I like how he phrases it, work your face off or hustle. Cause you can out hustle. He talks about how if you, if you have a product that's not quite as good as somebody else's product, but you can outwork them, then you actually have a chance of beating them.
1: Yes. And that's why you hear about startups always, uh, competing against like big corporations is that while they're starting up, they don't have all the baggage that comes from a large organization. So they're able to, uh, take care of what their market needs quickly. So they can, they can change direction very quickly if they're seeing that whatever they're doing isn't working properly. So if, if you're willing to work, you can succeed.
0: How do you know if you're working hard enough?
1: One would be, uh, are you getting results back, and and at, and at what level? So th- this this can be very subjective because some people don't want to become multimillionaires; they don't want to work that hard. But some people, you know, they want to work. They want to make enough money. Uh, say say they are looking to make uh, six figures a year. Which is, you know, like double the household income in the United States. So, so they want to do that. Okay. Well, if you're not, if you're not on a growth trajectory that looks like you're going to get there in, in a certain amount of time, you're not working hard enough. You know, you're not meeting the needs of your market well enough. So you need to start putting in some more effort.
0: Yeah. 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 Putting in more effort, putting in more hours, you know, and, and Tim, before we start the recording, you start talking about the myth of the internet lifestyle and all this stuff. And, and you want to elaborate on that yeah, here oh, a little bit? Or? Yeah.
1: Uh, Cause I've, I've said on the show a lot that I am lazy and, 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 and I should actually clarify that where there'll be times where I, weeks may go by where I will not do any work. I'm not on vacation. I'm just... <laughs> not I,
0: formally. <laughs> no, you
1: know, right, right. I just don't feel like working, right? And, and so I'll just I'll goof off for, for a couple of weeks. But then when it comes down to the parts where I need to actually make money, the, the, the actual things that make money in my business, well, when it comes time for that, I do it. And I do it a lot. When we did the launch of Foolish University... I put a ton of work into that. You know, made the website. Um, you know, was created the um, hooked up the membership site. I you know put in the forum. I tested all these different things. You know, I was working on that stuff, and then you and I were making content, and then both of us coming back and then testing again. Yep. And and then uh, during launch, working to do tech support all through the launch. Yep. And and all all these different things along with. I wrote the marketing for it and, you know, and, and figured out like the strategy we were going to use to do, actually do the launch.
0: And so in other words, what you're saying is even though you're lazy, quote, you call yourself lazy, which I disagree. I don't think you are lazy. I don't, I don't think you're any lazier than anybody else I know. You know, I, in fact, I would say that you're pretty on point and focused really hard. Of course, I see you when you're getting stuff done. I haven't seen you during these weeks that you take off with nothing where you just goof off for a few weeks or whatever. I haven't seen well, that yet.
1: How, how, do you exp- uh, how do you explain how I read so much? Yeah. Right? Well,
0: well yeah. Okay.
1: I, I read a ton. Yeah. And I'm not a fast reader. So it's not, I'm not a speed reader. So yeah. I do take off a lot of time. But but see, I can because I know what things actually make money in my business. You know, uh, I and I work on those things. And when it's required... I will work
0: a lot of hours. So, so if somebody is not working hard enough right now, it, it, I, I'll tell you, here's some questions. I, I'm not going to tell somebody how hard to work. I'm not going to, because it's up to them and their lifestyle and their priorities and what they're trying to do with their goals and their accomplishments, you know, what they're like, like to your point, if they want to become multimillionaires, they're probably gonna have to work harder than what I work, you know? Right. So, but I would say that as a general rule of thumb, work like crazy when you're first getting started. Because that's to me, that's when I worked like crazy. Now, I work less now by a long shot than what I worked when I first got started. But when I was first getting started with my stuff, I had a full-time job. All I, so I was, I was gone during the day. I would spend the early morning hours and the late night hours running my, doing my internet thing. And then on the weekends, all weekend long, for, for years, we had nothing going on on the weekends except my thing. Like, so, you know, where other people are going out and taking trips and doing stuff on the weekends, you know, weekends were never truly weekends for me for years, for two or three years. And it's because that I had obligations. I had to get an episode out. So it'd take a full day to write it and prepare it and plan it and da da da. And another day we'd shoot it in the morning and I'd be rendering and editing and putting the thing together in the afternoon. It'd be posted before it so often it was posted at like midnight on Sunday night before I had to go back to my regular job on Monday morning. That happened a lot. And kind of an embarrassing amount. But, you know, if there was any other things happening on the weekend, it would just throw off my whole mojo. And then and every once in a while I would I would end up not getting it done over the weekend. And so people would have to wait a whole week and they'd be emailing me going, what's up? There was no episode on the week. You know, there's usually one waiting for us Monday morning. And so I know that what I worked then, even though it was less time, my effort, my amount of like sheer effort was a lot higher than it is now where I'm more relaxed now. Back then, I, you know, I just didn't have as much time. So I actually believe in working really hard when you're first getting started.
1: And, and I want to add to that where there's that additional motivation in the, in the early days. So if you work really hard in, the, in your very early days, what you're, you're going to see more momentum. And that momentum starts to carry you. You know, uh, if you if you try to do things slowly over time,
0: you don't ever build that.
1: Momentum. You don't ever build momentum. And so when a problem comes up and there will be a problem, uh, it's just life, you know, and business is a part of that. Problems are going to arise. And if you don't have momentum to carry you through the problem, then that, that a, a small problem could be the end of your business. You know, you may just quit and go right back to doing wh- whatever it was you were doing and just like, oh, this is too hard. So I would say if you work really hard, get the momentum going. And, and then once, once you've built up the, that momentum, then it doesn't feel as hard. You know, uh, I think it was in the book Good to Great where they talk about the, uh, pushing, uh, pushing this uh, very heavy flywheel. And a flywheel is like this uh, a weighted wheel. And, you know, once it, uh, it it keeps moving and inertia keeps it moving after oh, cool. it's going. Huh. Right. Uh, and transmissions have them and stuff like that uh, so that the everything keeps spinning when you don't have your foot on the gas. So he talks about like this giant flywheel. And at first it's like almost impossible for you to to move it. And then, then you might get like one full rotation and then you, then you get like another one and then another one. And then between rotations, it starts getting faster because now, now the thing has some momentum. You've, you've gotten over that initial inertia and now, and then after a while, it starts actually pulling you along as you're, as you're pushing it. It It's uh, when you're cranking on that lever, the lever starts pulling you uh, around because you've uh, it's like you know if you've ever ridden on a bicycle that can happen you know, where you're you're pedaling and then you stop pedaling and the and everything keeps going. Well that that's the same case what we're talking about here. Work really hard in that beginning and the
0: let the momentum carry you. I like that. What a great analogy. Brilliant. Someone else wrote that. That's so. one of the advantages of reading. Right. You sound so smart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you in your case you actually are too. I should add that. So so you know and the truth is that if you're in a place in your business where you feel like you're not near your goals and you, and let's say your business has been in business for 5 years or 10 years or 15 years or whatever it doesn't matter you know, treat it like a launch, like do a little relaunch of your business, you know, under new management. Right. So I'm, I'm a new person now for the next 90 days, I'm going to put my head down. And it's funny because, you know, for me, I like the I like this concept. I learned a long time ago in a former life, not in a real literal formal life, former <laughs> life but I learned this, you know, years ago that you can break your days up into many days. And have like four, you get like four days in one day. And that's, that, here's how you do it. You go, okay, one mini day goes from midnight to 6 a.m. And another one goes from 6 a.m. to noon. And another one goes from noon to 6 p.m. And another one goes from 6 p.m. to midnight. What are you doing with those four mini days, right? A lot of people use half of those mini days. I like to sleep during at least one of them, <laughs> right? So maybe from midnight to six, I'm asleep. You know, the, the idea is that you can squeeze more, if you can, if you need to, just put more time in. It's something that somebody can do.
1: Yeah. And that's, that is an excuse that you hear a lot. I, I don't have the time for something.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a number one excuse. Yeah.
1: And, and it's, it's a bogus excuse. Yeah. Uh, just flat, flat out. Anyone who ever uses, I don't have the time, it, what they're saying is, I do not want to do it.
0: Or it's not a high enough priority. Right. Well, yeah, I don't don't want to do it. That's why I
1: don't want to do it. I would rather watch uh, TV. I like TV, so I'm not one of those guys who tells you to throw away your TV. But when you need to work, TV doesn't get the work done. So if you'd rather do that, well, then I I guess that's more important to you. And and then so don't go around telling people you're going to start a business if you're not actually willing to do the work to do it. Uh, so that's, that's a common excuse. I don't have the time.
0: Everybody's got 24 hours a day. And, and why do people not work hard enough? I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. But one might be that they don't like the work, so they don't want to. In that case, you know what? If you don't like what you're doing, maybe consider doing something else. That's the nice thing about having your own business is that you're in control of what you're doing. So maybe you don't like it. Maybe try something else or or learn to like it or, you know, find maybe you used to like it and right now you don't. You know, get that pa- passion back.
1: What what i what I found is that out of talking to, gosh, hundreds of business owners, uh, I've you know I've consulted with over two hundred of them, and what I what I find is that the more successful you are with a business, the more comfortable you are with ambiguity, where uh, being things are always uncertain. Life is uncertain. We do not know what the next minute is going to hold. We just truly don't. But see we get into comfortable ruts and we think we do. We think we know what's going to happen in the near future. I'm not following you. So so uh, what happens is we as as human beings we look at we we think we know how our life is going to turn out. Okay? And, and a lot of people who are in jobs and, and they, they get this comfortable existence. They get this, that's why you hear about, you know, step outside your comfort zone, stuff like that. Well, what that, what that comfort zone really is, is certainty. You, you have this idea that you're certain about your life. Well, when you get into starting your own business, it's uh, ambiguous. You know, you don't know the answers. You don't know exactly what to do. So a lot of people like, well, yeah. If I knew what to do, I would do it. Well, what I and, and what I found is even if you do know what to do, you won't do it because you're uncertain of the outcome, and and so you either have to. Uh, and I've seen some people who are very successful who essentially just uh, trick their brain into believing the outcome is a foregone con- conclusion.
0: Okay. So the solution to this, another, I think, what you're saying, if I say it another way, is one of the reasons why you might not be working hard enough is because you don't know what you should be doing. Is yeah, that kind and, of what and, you're saying? Uh,
1: that that is, that's one element of it. Uh, and, and for me, I see it as that's typically an excuse, uh-huh. is I don't know what to do, so therefore I don't do. Right. Uh, but we're in an age where answers are super easy to find. Right. So, if you, uh, so then, then the other, another excuse is, well, I don't even know what question to ask. Right. Okay. But see, an entrepreneur, the people who end up being successful keep going until they find either the question or the answer.
0: Yeah, right.
1: That, that's. I think that's the main difference is they, they keep working at it because they, they're focused on the end result, not the stuff that's going to get them to the end result. They're like, okay, this is the end result, and I'll do whatever it takes to get to that end result but a lot of people start focusing on the beginning of the of that journey and on things like well I don't know the question to ask I don't know the thing to do so that's enough to stop me and because they're not comfortable with the uncertainty and and that that's something that you have to become comfortable at and it takes practice it's not something you just automatically do you have to practice at it and and it takes time and you have to keep keep pushing and keep working to, to uh, eventually reach that goal
0: a lot of times the ambiguity goes away the more you know about stuff like your experiences so your experiences your reading the people you meet the experiences you've had in your business it's it's funny because things that would have been roadblocks or potential roadblocks for me early on are nothing now you know like a uh, you know I'm just trying to think of an example, but a little thing that you might run into, which would have taken me, you know, days of figuring out how to get past before. Now, I've already dealt with that before, so I know how to deal with it. Right.
1: And that's because it's experience and not just because you know what it is. Right. Uh, Because uh, analysis paralysis is that you're studying and studying and studying, and you're never actually accomplishing anything. Yep. You know, you're always analyzing and, and learning and things like that, but you're not actually doing anything. Well the doing part uh, once that that experience once uh, once the experience is uh, ingrained into your brain from that point on it uh, the next the next experience is easier to
0: get through so tim i have a question for you what about the folks that aren't working hard enough because of their they're, you know, self-governors that, the, in other words, they're subconsciously, they don't feel like maybe they deserve to be successful or they don't want to be successful or they're intentionally not working subconsciously. Right. They're they're not working because that could lead towards success and they don't feel like they deserve it. You know, these types of things. How do you deal with those types of scenarios?
1: Uh- I, unfortunately, I don't. I don't want to go too far into that because you know I'm not. I'm not a therapist. I'm, I'm not. Not, not yeah. really into that kind of thing. Uh, but one, just from experience, uh, looking at a lot of people's lives, even my own, you're getting something out of it by not being successful. You're you're re- getting you're, some
0: conversation. You can com- you can complain. You're getting you some know,
1: some sympathy. reward.
0: Yeah. So
1: you're getting some other reward for. Not doing what it is you say you wish to do in your life, hmm. and a lot of people never look for that because uh, one thing a lot of people in those situations are always blaming someone else for their problems uh, it's It's some external factor right I would be successful if
0: the economy were better the economy or were better,
1: or mm. if we had a different president or if we or or the, if this or if that right, right? it 's always something outside of themselves, and never looking at that. That hidden reward that they're getting by not taking action, by not uh, working towards what they say they really
0: want. You know, what's funny is, too, a lot of times people start feeling bad. And so they're not working, so they start feel ba- feeling bad. And if they feel bad, then that's less motivation to go work. And then they feel worse. And then so it becomes this, like, vicious cycle, this downward spiral, you might say, Right. Well, to me, one of the biggest solutions is just to go work anyway. Like if you go work, then you'll start seeing some results. And if you see some results, then you'll have more motivation to go work. Just like there could be a downward spiral, there can be an upward spiral and you might make more money. And then if you make more money, you might have more resources. And if you have more resources, you might be able to roll out some program or product or whatever that you couldn't do before. You know, so it becomes an exciting thing. You can get caught up, as you say, in your momentum and that flywheel.
1: Well, one, I would say there's the, the phrase, misery loves company. Uh-huh. Right? So upgrade your friends. Upgrade your friends. <laughs> because because if, if people are willing to have you around complaining about stuff, uh, then, then odds are, you know, they're, they're helping feed that. So hang out with people who don't put up with that kind of nonsense. You know, people who's like, oh, if you're going to be a downer, go away. And, and you actually have to make yourself act, you know, better, you know, improve yourself by improving the people you hang out with. And, you know, that, that when I first heard that years ago, I was like, well, that that's crap. I, I really did. I didn't believe it. And, and then, then the other was, once I finally realized, well, yeah, I kind of do believe it, well, how do I actually hang out with those people. Uh, Cause why would they want to hang out with me? Cause you know, I'm blaming the rest of the world for my problems. So why would they hang out with me? Well, when you go and you tell people your dreams and your aspirations, uh, positive people love to hear it. And as long as they, uh, they will, they will give back to you up until the time you, st- uh, you don't actually do anything. And then they'll kick you to the curb. So, so if you stick around long enough and you actually start taking action on the, the advice that they will, they will gladly give you and you start changing your life, then you will slowly upgrade, upgrade your mentality. You'll upgrade everything in your life by hanging out with people who don't put up with that stuff
0: periodically when I start to lose some motivation, I just make, I I ask myself what's going to have a big impact on my business. And then I just do it. And then I just get started on it and it becomes a little project for me and I get involved in it and I can see the end. I always, I think I've mentioned this on the show show before, but I always try to do things where I can see the end because I don't have, I'm not one of these people that can really see into the future and see the benefits of something like in the distant future. I have to be able to see the end uh, so I can get there. You know, I don't know. It's something in my mind. So, I'll break things down into little pieces and where I know I can get to the end of it like today or in the, or in the weekend, if I can do something in a weekend, then I believe I can do it. You know, this is something I could devote a weekend to and I'm going to do it. That's why a lot of my products, it's funny because I'll create a new product and it'll be like, okay, I know that something that'll take my business to the next level is if I create another product and I know what product I should make. And it's the one that people have been asking me for, right? So I'm going to make that product. It's going to take me, I don't know, two, two, three weeks of preparing for it and then a week or two of actual recording and then a week to launch it and all this stuff. So it's a massive project. So what I do is I say, okay, I just got to get through this chapter of the manual or this chapter, I just got to, you know, I got to figure out what part one's going to be or part two's going to be. And that's something I can do today, you know, and I'll do it today. And now, that's how I get these I like, these I like done. that
1: difference between us. Like for me, if I need motivation, then I, I want to be around people who... Are motivated in themselves because I'm, I'm a big picture abstract thinker like when uh, when we were conce- I was conceiving of a foolish university six months before we actually built it mm-hmm. and and so I, my even though we were doing all these other things for the six months before it uh, in my head I'm still building it and and, uh, and that's that's how I go about getting my work done is I'm conceiving of it months before I ever will need to build
0: it. Not me. Yeah, so that's a nice difference. I'm glad I partnered with somebody <laughs> who can do that.
1: <laughs> but but then also so because I'm not like that kind of direct goal oriented, like I can't I don't break it down to, well, this is what I need to do right now and this this thing and that thing and I can just work myself through my down cycle. If I'm in a down cycle, I'm in a down cycle. Yeah. I, I, will, I will read for two weeks, right? <laughs> I won't do any work. But if I, if I see, feel that I'm not naturally overcoming it myself, then like, I just get excited on a project and I just jump on it. Then I, start, I, I contact my friends uh, who are all successful business people. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And just, hey, why don't we just go sit down and have, uh, uh, have some coffee or something and, and uh, let's just talk business. And I hang out with these people. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, great. I'm energized huh. and I'm, I'm back to work.
0: Nice. Well, that's great. Well, that's cool. So that's one reason. Let, I think we've covered work pretty well there. Uh, you know, another reason why somebody might be struggling in their business is because their expenses are too high. It's hard to make a profit if you have massive expenses, <laughs> right? Because yeah. you your income has to be so big. Uh,
1: I, I think this is a... It's a problem in 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 all the industrialized nations, but uh, but a big problem in the United States because we are truly consumption oriented. As a, as a culture, uh, we we define our successes by how much junk we own, and and how many bills we have, how big our house is, how fancy our car is, and I got an email from a guy a few months ago wanting my advice on if I thought it was possible to start a business and make uh, $5,000 a month uh, within a year. And well, yeah, it's possible. But I I had to tell the guy, well, I don't really know anything about your situation and why it has to be $5,000. Because, you know, and oh, he had said that it was going. He was going to be able to downsize his life, his uh, monthly expenses to five thousand a month. And well, that's, that
0: that's a pretty good size, you know, well, monthly expenses. To yeah, because your expenses. Which, yeah,
1: that's just your your personal expenses, which are at five thousand dollars. That's ten thousand dollars more than the than the median income in the in the U.S. So you can't even get down to the median income right so and a lot of people believe that they really can't downsize uh, to to start their business they they don't think they can it's like oh i've got this big mortgage well you don't actually have to pay it well, uh, <laughs> You won't get. In other to, words,
0: you won't get to live there. You
1: won't get to live there. <laughs> you you won't get to live in that house anymore. But you don't have to pay it.
0: Yeah, you could move into a. You could move into a room like what's his name? He rents a room yeah. from a double wide. Inside, of Frank Kern. He oh. tells the story about how he started out renting a room in a double wide. <laughs> so.
1: Right in a in a trailer. Yeah granted that was his office you know oh, he, was it? he okay. rented he rented uh for his office for a business that he had oh i did not he know that, that the, is o- hilarious. the other side of a trailer okay you know one one half of a trailer
0: he rented oh that's funny okay um, so so but you could live in a condo you could live in an apartment you could get into a smaller house you could move in with family i mean there's right there's people the, that move in with their families like in their basement while they're starting their business i've heard of that yeah I'll, didn't robert uh, kiyosaki do that didn't he uh, I think yes, he did. Yeah,
1: he, uh, he, with his wife and, With his wife, right. they
0: moved into like a family's member's basement while they started their new business and to there, keep their expenses low.
1: There was a guy from the eighties, this guy, uh, Ron Paul, uh, his story was the same, was the same way where he talked about not, not Ron Paul. That's the, that's the Senator, right? I, I was it's, wondering uh, if it was the same no, guy. No, it's, it's a different guy, uh, but it's Paul. is something, Paul, okay. uh, sorry, I can't remember his name. Okay. Um, uh, but he he was trying to get into the information marketing world and this is pre-internet day so it's all through the mail uh, much harder more expensive to do and uh, he had completely maxed out like all their credit cards they had gotten credit cards to be able to pay for credit cards and they lived in i think his uh uh his wife's uh, sister's basement to be uh to be and they cooked their food in a little microwave and stuff wow. down inside of it so they uh, that's the life they had to be. And he was almost completely broke before his business finally took off. And, and then, and then of course, you know, his life was able to change because he was able to pay all that off and everything. But he, he was willing to go to that extent, to the, to the brink of complete financial disaster to live his dreams. And when, when I hear someone say, Well, I can get my expenses down to this, but no further. Then, then that person doesn't has not actually uh, internalized. I'm going to do whatever it takes to be successful. Yeah,
0: no, it's more like I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to. to reduce my consumption lifestyle to this amount, but I'm not willing to do whatever it takes. Right. You know, and there's, a, and you know what, everybody has a limit on what they would do. I I don't know what my limits would be. I, luckily I haven't had to approach those yet, but I wouldn't want to like go move into some, a family member's basement as I'm starting my business. But, you know, I guess if it was a high enough priority to me, if it was everything to me, then I would I would do it. You know me though, I was more conservative. I waited until my part-time thing was enough to cover all my expenses before I made the move
1: years ago, my and I've told the story early in in the sh- uh, when we first started the show was I've been one of those people. I, I will do what it takes. Uh, I I suck as an employee. Uh, I'm I'm good for maybe two or three months. Then I'm bored out of my freaking mind, and I just don't do any work anymore. Uh, I it, it's because I just can't stand working for anyone else on their schedule but i'll work my butt off for myself. And years ago when i was trying to launch a, a company, an internet-based company back in the heyday of the dot-com thing, you know, we had our our nice house and we had a brand new baby girl and everything went south and we moved in from our nice little house that we owned, we rented it out to uh, a, another couple. And we moved into a, a a tiny, tiny two bedroom apartment. I mean, it the living room barely had enough uh, room for like two love seats in it, and it filled up the whole thing. That's wow. how this this place was tiny.
0: This is a fun story to tell, though. Uh, but now, well, uh, <laughs> at the but time even, it was.
1: But even then, I would not have made a different choice. Right. Right. I. It's like there. I wasn't going to go get a job. It was, I'm going to succeed. Yes, this totally sucks, and, and our finances are going in the crapper as we, you know, by the minute. But I knew that if I, if I quit on myself, I, I just knew it deep inside that I would hate myself for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I was not ever going to quit on my dreams. I may go through stuff that people are unwilling to suffer through, but I wasn't about to quit
0: this is a good story. It kind of gives me chills. <laughs> I love it. So that's good. So, so I, you know, reducing your expenses is something that you can do, you know,
1: you can reduce them far below what you think you can live. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's the moral of it. What you think you can go down to, you can go down further.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. So, uh, let's go to Okay, let's go to the one that we, you brought up accidentally at the beginning, not knowing that, I'd written up, uh, that I had written it down as a note. And that is that sometimes one of the reasons why you're failing is because you don't know what you're doing wrong or what you should be doing that you're not doing. Right. And so this is one of those situations. Like we, We're so close to the problem. Back when, I was in, uh, back when I was in high school, I was in this math class. It was calculus. And my, my teacher would write a problem up on the board. And he would say, okay, he, he, you know, we'd be up there working the problem and he'd go, okay, you, you can't, sometimes you can't see the answer when you're this close to the problem. And he would have us literally, I mean, this is, I remember this, he would have us go stand in the back of the classroom and look at the problem from across the room. So we had some distance between us and the problem so we could see it more clearly. Right. And at that, it didn't always work, of course, but sometimes you go, oh, that's where I made a mistake or that's what I need to do. So. So you need some distance, and a lot of times we're in our business, which is in itself like a bundle of problems that we have to solve. And so we're in it, we're working it, and we're solving problems. Da, 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 and we don't know what we should be doing. And that is when it's a good idea to get some outside help. Now, I, I, Tim, this is not my indirect way of like pimping you out as a consultant. Okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not saying call Tim. Don't do that. Tim, I don't think you're even taking clients right now. Anyway, if, so. it's,
1: if it's super cool, if
0: it's super cool, you would. All right. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but get a consultant. This is the value of a consultant. Get, get a consultant, get somebody to come in and help you. Go to a seminar, get something where you can get some outside perspective, some third party perspective who's I would say the consultant would be number one. Find a consultant with a good track record. Have them come in, take a look at your business, and they'll go. You know, in some cases, like Tim, you sat through my presentation at PodCamp and afterwards had like several ideas for me. And I mean, that's awesome when you when somebody can just tell you, oh, do this and do this and do this, and that's going to help you turn it around, or that's going to help you get to the next level. That's huge.
1: Yeah, and what what I've seen is with with a business owner, you are on a treadmill. You know, people talk about getting out of the rat race. Well, when you get into uh, having your own you business, know, your own business you're, you're definitely like the hamster in the wheel. I mean, you're, you're cranking along, running and running and running, and you're not going anywhere. It
0: happens a lot. Uh, and We should say that this isn't always the case, not, but you've not seen always this many times. Uh,
1: even, even as a company gets more and more successful, a lot of times what happens is the owner just works even harder. hmm uh, at, at, you know it 's like well, I did this because I wanted freedom in my life and and what happened was is now I have not just a job but I have tons of jobs, and now i 've got employees who depend on me and you know it 's like it just it just mushrooms out of control and and a lot of people don 't focus on on that and and it, and a lot of times it 's just something simple where if if you knew. That that one thing like essentially essentially how to turn off the treadmill like if you knew how where the off switch was and you could turn it off and step off the treadmill you could become successful a lot of people just can't see it because they're so busy running so they don't fall.
0: And I think what a lot of folks don't necessarily think of, because I know I didn't think of this, and I imagine other people don't always think of this too, and that is that other people have already seen and experienced the same problems you're experiencing, and they and there are people out there that actually know the solutions to them already. Yeah. You know, like they've been there, they've done that, they got through it, here's what it is, right? And so get that person on your team, you know, hire that person, H- get that person as a consultant, read that person's books. I don't know, whatever, but get that information, go get it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I used to describe my consulting as, uh, definitely not to my clients, uh, as <laughs> being the guy who points out your zippers down <laughs> because, because you should know your zippers down, <laughs> But yeah, there are benefits to that, right? Yeah. Right. You should know that it, that it's down, and you should be the one zipping it up, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But a lot of times, uh, you just you don't know that it's down. You walk out of the bathroom, and and you're walking around, and people are kind of pointing, and then then one person comes up and says, "Uh, your zipper's down." Um, that that's kind of what consult a lot of times. What consulting is the person already knows the answer, but because they're so busy with other things. They they can't implement the answer, or, or they're not aware of the answer, uh, or they think the answer is something else. And so when that third party, uh, completely objective, outside of your office politics, because uh, no matter what organization you have, you have an organization, you've got politics. You put people together, right. you know, politics occur. So you bring somebody in there, they can immediately point out a couple of things like with a lot of times when I do consulting in in like the first hour I can I can give a solution to a major problem uh, sometimes the biggest problem a company has Hmm. can be uh, identified in that first hour Hmm. you know sometimes it needs more where I actually have to see the organization and go into the organization see how things are actually working in it but a lot of times the 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 manager or the uh, the owner because i usually work with the owner will say well here's what's here's my problem and the, which is what they think is the problem but it's usually something else and when i when i finally listen to everything they're talking about and i say it's this other thing they go oh wow that that i think that's it because which means they already knew it but they just couldn't they couldn't mentally grasp it so i I've, i i I can typically do that, like find the problem, then we can actually build the solution after we've found the problem.
0: That's awesome, I love it. Yeah, that's really good. And so we only have a couple more here. Let's let's okay. plow through them, okay? Right. This next one is trying to sell a product that nobody wants. That This is super common. What, <laughs> I can see how that would be a problem for a business, to try to sell a product that nobody wants.
1: Yeah. Uh, Force feeding? Well, what what happens is, uh, a lot of people come up with something that they think the market needs, and they're like, yeah, you know, my, this market really needs this, so I'm going to put in all the effort to actually sell it, and it turns out nobody wants it. They, they may actually need it, but they, won't, they don't want it. They've got some other solution that they're using right now, and they don't want yours which could be you know, several different reasons why. It, it doesn't actually do what you say it's going to do, or they don't think it's going to do what you say it's going to do, or it really isn't a need at all. You just perceived a need that wasn't even there. And a good way to actually get into business is, to, uh, is uh, was Gary Halbert, the, the famous copywriter, used to say, uh, what's the one thing you need to have a successful uh, restaurant? customer? starving crowd. Oh, okay. He's like, you will be a success if you can put food in front of starving people. It doesn't take any work. You get in front of a market. And that's advice that, uh, you know, why we talk about doing uh, market research is you want to find people who are actually already buying something and then step in front of them and offer them something that they want to buy. Don't make something and then go try to find a market for it. But that's how most people start. I make it, uh, especially software people. Uh, I used to do so much consulting with software people that they'd come to me and they said, well, we built this product.
0: And it's a perfect solution.
1: It's a perfect solution for someone We just need you to go find that someone for us. Uh And so I got fairly good at getting people into brand new markets because, well, they already had a product. They just didn't have any customers. Mm -hmm. So I had to actually go find markets that we could fit the product into Hmm. so that they could actually make money.
0: Hmm.
1: And that's a horrible way to build a business.
0: And finally, uh, by the way, and when I say finally, this isn't the final reason why somebody's business might not be successful. There's zillions of different reasons. It could be marketing, it could be product, it could be research, it could be the competitive landscape, it could be all kinds of stuff, right? But, but this is, I think, also an important one, and that is a need to return to fundamentals, in other words, it's just become too overly complex. You're focusing on the wrong stuff. A lot of times, just it's, it's like almost anything that you do. If you just return to fo- fo- fundamentals, just focusing on the fundamentals again, you'll see improvement. Just, things will get better. Fundamentals might be like have a product, have a marketing arm, sell the product, you know. Have, have a product for your customers and then go get the customers and sell that product to them and then have the product for the customers and go get the customers and sell that product to them. Just a return to the fundamentals can really be helpful.
1: And I think that's why, like, as I said in the beginning of this, where I talked about being lazy, where there'd be times where I just didn't do any work. And, and the reason I'm capable of doing that is because I know what makes money. And, and so when I want to make the money, all I have to do is focus on those things. But a lot of people spend too much time focusing on things that don't make money. It's like you're in a business. So one, you need a good product. So being product focused, very important. So you need a good product. Then you also need to be market focused. You need to have a good market. You need to know what your market wants. You need to understand your market. So that's important. And then the other one is selling. It's like, well, you got the product, you got the market. The only thing missing is selling it to them. And, and, and you focus on that. You, you focus on those three things and that may, that will make a functioning business.
0: That was a really great way to sum up the fundamentals. I thought nicely done, Tim. So hopefully from this today, if you're one of those folks, that's not where you want to be, or you're, you're like, maybe you're missing your goals or you're not achieving them for one reason or another, whether you're missing them by a little or you're missing them by a lot. Hopefully there's something in this today that could resonate with you, give you some ideas, give you some additional motivation that you need to go get this stuff done, turn that thing around. Hopefully this is helpful.
1: Enjoy your Foolish Adventure.
0: Thanks for listening to Foolish Adventure. If you found this information helpful and want more like it, please visit foolishadventure.com. Do you have specific questions you'd like us to answer? Leave a comment on the website. Who knows? Maybe we'll create a whole show to answer it. Also, we have a voicemail line where you can ask questions. The number is 480 331 4695. If you're still listening, we got a little something special for you, and that is that we're, we've added a bonus track. Remember the days? When you'd have the little hidden track in the CD? Yeah, you'd, you'd be listening to your CD, and, and you the song would be over, and then there'd be this long space. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. We're just doing this for fun. Tim yeah, gave just, us this just, idea. Yeah, just just for fun. Uh, uh, what's our bonus track?
1: Well, what we want to talk about is one of the things that a lot of people— uh, that. Preventing them from succeeding, they feel like they're working hard right they're 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 constantly in motion it's it 's that treadmill that we were talking about, and what it is is it's pretend work
0: okay let 's talk about pretend work i 'll share my story okay okay so my my story is years ago. Uh, this was, this was hard for me to go through, but I, I was doing financial services, like selling mutual funds and insurance and things like this. And I ended up failing at that, basically failing out of the business completely and doing something else. I did not like it. I didn't enjoy it. And so when I would head to the office, like I would leave at eight o'clock in the morning, I'd, and I, I would head to the office or I'd get to the office at eight, I should say, and I would sit down at my computer and I would do all kinds of other stuff except what I knew I needed to be doing. And it, and it, it created additional pressure on me. Like I would have a list. Oh, these are the things I need to do today. And I wouldn't do those. I would do the other stuff, right. other, like things to fill time. I mean, at some points it got so bad that I would actually play video games or, or I would surf the web. But a very common thing is I would spend the day like learning some new tool. I would think, you know what? If I just had better customer management database software, then that would make a big difference in my business. So I would spend the whole—I would spend like days learning some new software that would help me manage my customers, right? right it's just have ridiculous. Any so you oh no, have, I had—I had, I had yeah. customers, but I got to the point where I was like burnout. I didn't want to do it anymore. You know, not, so I would do the other stuff. You know what this tells me though is one of the things about me is I like to learn new things. So if I can learn new things for a living, that's awesome, and that's kind of what I did with video. I'd learn new things about video and then teach it and all this stuff, right? So, so but the point is that I was doing things that didn't matter as for my business, and I would spend my whole days doing them,
1: right? And 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 then there's people who are doing things that they think matter, uh, they that they think are actual work, like checking email. Oh, um, like most most email is not work. There, uh, you may actually have like some orders in there or some customer support, uh, which taking care of your customers or taking cash from your customers, that's actually work. But the other stuff, just communicating back and forth, scheduling meetings.
0: Meetings, yeah, that can be. Uh,
1: uh, that's not work. Meetings typically, uh, I'd say rarely are, uh, are ever work where you actually get something truly accomplished in
0: a meeting. I know the meetings that you and I have. Aren't so uh, they aren't so awesome that we accomplish things. You know, we'll spend. I mean, let's seriously. We'll meet at Starbucks. We'll have a meeting, and I don't know. We'll be there a long time. We'll talk about all kinds of fun stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, but that's okay, it, right? Because uh, we're not. We we're like, oh yeah, we need to do some work, and then then we end up you know talking about other all kinds stuff. of other stuff. Yeah.
0: Did you see that? Did you see that article in the blah blah blah? And right. da, 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 da? Yeah. But uh,
1: but in in a way uh, we but we understand we're not working. Yeah, we do. We know okay? that. <laughs> and and that's, that's that's the difference, <laughs> yeah. right? It's not pretend work. We're not pretending we're accomplishing something. You know, uh, we're not doing a bunch of email thinking that this is getting me closer to my goals. You know, I'm not attending meetings thinking that that's getting me closer to my goals. I'm not tweaking my website, changing the color of five pixels on my website, thinking that that's actually improving my sales, you know, uh, or what a lot of people do in the information world, the, on the internet marketing world is I'm learning and, and, and calling
0: learning work. Okay. So in other words, they buy an information product and they, and they spend days, you know, taking it in, devouring, devouring it, it, but, and then they think of that as work
1: and they consider it work, Mm -hmm. but they haven't sold anything yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, until you're selling something, you're not in business. And that that's what I've said on the show tons of times. What to be in business, what it takes is a customer. If you don't have that, if you're not getting those, you're not in an actual business. So it's not work. Anything that's not getting you customers or Uh, Improving your product, innovation, as as, uh, Peter Drucker had said, uh, the only two profit centers, the only two things that make a profit in a business are marketing and innovation. If you're not doing those two things, well, you're not really working. Hmm. You might be maintaining, but you're not advancing.
0: But most likely you're just not working. And we're not saying it's a bad idea to take in information products because, I mean, I know I've learned a ton from those too, right? So, but if you do that instead of working, that's where the problem is. Right. Uh, To
1: pretend that, that, that that is equal to actual work.
0: So if you're still listening, you just got a little bonus tip. Hopefully you found that helpful.